Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Call 870-26300. And brought to you by Kitchens Truck Sales. For all types of used trucks and trailers for almost all industries, especially farming and farming related. KitchensTruckSales.com. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. Oh, it's upon us. We've got a couple of touchdown clubs in our belts, and now the first Natural State Football Report. Clint Conk back in the studio with us. And, Coach, it's great to see you. Maybe we'll get you out with uh, Coach Gruden next week. You guys can uh, chop it up a little bit. Oh, man, uh, he would be fun to listen to, no question about it. But, you know, I, I listen to parts of uh, Herb Street and, of course, Coach Pittman and uh, – uh, it's honest. Guys, great to be back in studio with you. Uh, Wes, good to see you. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. Um, another football year, and uh, glad to be back in studio working here at the Buzz and uh, spewing my uh, whatever information I can I can give to your listeners. You're always well prepared, and I appreciate that. That can't be said for everybody who comes in here. So let's give you a lot of kudos for that. Also want to give some kudos to your sponsors, plural, this year. Yeah. And obviously our friends at Farm Brothers are back, but we've got a new sponsor as well. Yeah, really excited about, uh, of course, uh, Lance Gassaway, general manager down at, uh, at, at Farm Brothers Flying Service, uh, the staff there with uh, and Neil and Heather and, you know, all their five locations. I've got to know those people really, really well. Sports enthusi- enthusiasts, uh, listeners of The Buzz, um, you know, just great people and, uh, and just very humble and grateful that uh, they're back with us. And then, of course, Kitchens Trucking, you know, Alan Kitchens and uh, his son Tyler, uh, they're in Mariana, Arkansas. You know, they've been in business for over 40 years. Uh, all type of trucking-related uh, 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 industry. Uh, of course, uh, you know, single-cab trucks, number one, is their, is their top deal. But now they're into financing. They, they agriculture trailers. Uh, they've got electric vehicles now uh, mm. as far as, uh, you know, uh, golf carts and those kind of things. Heck, Alan's built him a spread up in uh, Heber, up in Tannebaum, which we probably need to go. Yes. Maybe he can fly us there because he's a pilot. Yeah. Mm. Uh, right? And he, he rents... Uh, Golf carts there up at uh, at Heber. It's uh, pretty impressive. But anyway, great people there. They've been in business since '79, uh, right there on Highway One in uh, uh, in Mariana. Good friends. Appreciate them. Uh, just very humble that they decided to join in and uh, be a sponsor here. Not only just with me, but with the Buzz and of course Farm Brothers and uh, you know Lance Gasway's just you know very good friend. You know UAM Hall of Famer, uh, thoroughbred horse yeah. owner as well. Yeah, so absolutely. Anyway. Uh, great to have those guys on board, and great to be back with you guys in the studio. So, as a coach, when you're in the game, what what kinds of emotions are you having ten days out? Oh, just you know, just frightened, nervous, <laughs> uh, you know, just all the you know spectrum of emotions. You have a checklist. I mean, a physical checklist that you carry with you going into camp every year. You know, making sure that you address so many of these things multiple times going to the game. Onside kick, hands team taking a safety, punting out of the back of your end zone, uh, kickoff after a safety, of course, all the third downs, red zone, high red zone, low red zone, goal line situations, first and ten calls, substitutions, and there's a little checklist of about 45 things that you try to cover during camp multiple times. And so um, 
you know, these last 10 days, two weeks, uh, that's what you're, you're really, you know, structuring, working on organization, sideline organization, press box, who's in charge of backside, front side, line of scrimmage, who's charting plays. I mean, it's a lot of analytics. So uh, early in your career, did you ever have get like halfway through a game and go, damn, uh, we didn't even talk about that in camp? No, but um, early in my career, and I can't remember if it was my first or second year, we had all the weird things happen. Safety, kickoff after a safety, um, taking a safety, uh, 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 muffing a kick in the end zone. Do you down it or not? Is it a fumble or is it, you know, you're on the one-yard line and it goes through your hands and it goes in the end zone? You, know, you take a knee because it's a muff, you know, so – uh, early in my career, several of those things happened. It just reinforced that early in camp, um, you know, you work on those things. I, I'll be tremendous. You know, I'm not a, uh, you know, see something on TV guy. God, we got to put that scheme in or that play in. But I never liked playing the very first weekend or, or I wanted to have several games in front of me because inevitably something happened on TV yep. that you saw that you can bring straight back to the office the next day and go, fellas, we haven't worked on this or we haven't worked on it enough, so we need to address this. And I want to say last year, like Brett Bielman, Illinois, something crazy happened in their game. I can't remember, and I'm going, there's a lot of coaches going into their staff meetings right now going, we've got to work on this. Well, the thing that stood out to me about Bielman's uh, year last year was you better have a boatload of two-point conversion plays in yeah, your, it may your playbook. Yeah, it may have been something like that. but uh, And that's the other thing, you know, it's been five years since I coached, but you'd go in, and we had overtime, but you would go in with three or four two-point plays. But, you know, now you better have, like, 10 or 12. I mean, yeah. you just you just never know. Why is a two-point play different than just a short yardage play? You or know, is it? Well, because we don't consider a third and three short yardage. I mean, that's the that's the high end of short yardage is third and three. You really consider short yardage, you know, third or fourth down and one or two. Okay. And now you're at the three-yard line. So, really, uh, it's just a whole uh, different package of plays that you carry down there. And that's uh, uh, just the way it is, you know. It's just the way I've always approached it. When you're this close to the season, what is the number one thing you're trying to get through to your players? Is it more psychology, you know, or you mentally, physically at this point in the season? Well, physically, really, because, you know, most of the hitting, most of it has, has finished. Uh, I mean, we've got a, a nice lineup of games this week, particularly yeah. on the FCS side, uh, week zero. And of course, you talked about Nebraska playing, Florida State plays this week. So, really, it's about uh, sharpening and honing your skills and taking care of your body. And, uh, and again, going back and, and hitting substitution patterns, uh, organization, you've kind of probably already split into your, um, your, your uh, you know, who's going to redshirt early, your, your, you know, your scout teams and those kind of things. So your game planning, emphasis on, 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 you know, polishing, but taking care of your body. You want to get to the gate. Fresh and healthy, mm-hmm. as healthy and fresh as you can. You know, I talked to uh, – we're going to talk about some of these schools around the state today, but uh, I talked to Coach Brown recently at lunch, and uh, his two scrimmages were whiz. They did, you know, with their front-line guys. They didn't take their top players down to the ground. Mm-hmm. And my first question to him is, well, how was your defensive staff about that? They go, not very happy, you know, because – tackling is a big concern at the beginning of the year. How much tackling, live tackling, do you do in camp? You know, do you risk getting your frontline guys hurt? Well, if you don't do any of it, 
how good is your tackling going to be at the beginning of the year? Right. I'm not saying what he did was wrong or right. I'm just saying that you want to get your best players healthy and fresh to the game, but you got to be able to tackle well at the you know at the beginning of the season as well. Arkansas has come out of uh, camp largely healthy, from what we understand. Ricky Stromberg dealing with a little bit of an elbow, hyperextended elbow, but apparently he was back at practice yesterday. And <clears throat> excuse me, hopefully he's going to be just dandy. Um, let's talk about Arkansas, just in yeah. general, kind of a yeah. give me the thirty-six thousand foot view. I mean, what do you think? Well, I think the state's excited. I think Coach Pittman's done a, just a masterful job. I'm glad that he was rewarded during the offseason, uh, you know, for he and his staff's efforts. I think keeping both coordinators, obviously, we've talked about that a lot, uh, Coach Odom and Coach Bryles, uh, keeping them on board. Um, third year, K.J. Jefferson. Um, I mean, I, I kind of put the over and under at eight. I mean, I, I think that uh, they're going to challenge in the West. You know, can they beat Alabama? They've got them at home this year. Uh, I don't know. Um, I read something the other day. Y'all probably talked about this. Every team on their schedule played in the postseason last year. Hmm, I didn't know that. Actually. Every yeah. thought about it. Every team on their schedule played, including Missouri State, played in the FCS playoffs right. last year. So I mean, they've got a difficult schedule. You know, you can go right through it. You know, and, and I talk to people. Oh, you know, ten wins. You know, ten wins. You know. Alabama and maybe somebody else, I go, it's not like we've had tremendous success against Texas A&M the last two years, uh, 10 years, 10 years, you know. Right. Um, Ole Miss, very talented team. Wes, I'm going to kind of disagree with you a little bit. I think LSU could be that team that gets hot and on a roll. Tremendous amount of talent. They've got some issues, just like a lot of people. But, um, you know, what are they going to look like later in the year? I think there are some wins on the schedule, no question about it. But you're going to have to play football. Every game this year mm-hmm. and play well because every team has had success recently. <laughs> every team on their schedule played in the postseason. Yeah. You know, so over and under, I think eight. If they win nine or more, I, you know, a tremendous year. You know, if they win eight, I think that's about right. Uh, but again, that's why uh, you play the game. You know, you roll a ball out and play the game, but you got an experienced quarterback, two big backs. I love Rocket Sanders. O line's where it needs to be. D line is a concern. You know, what um, if you're at South Carolina or LSU or Alabama, Auburn, you know, is there a D lineman that you go, wow, that guy I've got to have on my team. I wish I had on my team. You know, now collectively they're probably pretty good. But you've got a transfer from Arkansas State, one from Georgia Tech, how they're going to blend. You know, so, I mean, they've got some issues too. You know, obviously one of the best kickers in the, in the conference though. And uh, who's going to be the punt returner this year? That's another thing you talk about during camp. Yeah. You know, you just lost a punt returner that was pretty good, you know, at least at fielding punts and then – you know, so we um, we joked about this the other day. I want to ask you about this. How much did you spend time on Gunners? Because I've never heard a coach talk about guys that are in the running for Gunner before. I assume that there is competition. Absolutely, there's competition, and and it takes a special guy. You know, I go back to my time when I was at Louisiana Tech. Our Gunner was a guy by the name of Troy Edwards, mm-hmm. first round draft pick, Belitnikoff winner. He was our Gunner. He was our apex guy on kickoff team. The reason I bring up Troy is because he was best at getting off press coverage. Receivers are typically the best guys at getting off press coverage because that's what they work on every day. So there is competition there. You would think you'd want to put your fastest guy or a DB or a good tackle or somebody. Dude, you better put somebody out there that can get off press coverage. Back in 1999 or 1997, Troy Edwards, you know, probably led our team in tackles on special teams because he was our apex guy on kickoff and he was our gunner on on punt team. And so – 
You, yeah, I mean, every position, every play is critical. And yeah. so you better have you better have players that can do that. I want a guy that can return a punt or a kick. Maybe not so much kicks anymore. They've kind of taken that away right. from college football. But mm-hmm. I think a punt returner can mean so much to a team. And I go back to the day of Joe Adams and I watch the Cowboys oh, on watch Saturday Cowboys night. night. Yeah, Deion Sanders. I, I, mean, wanna, I want somebody that can return kicks. And Coach was like, we're not putting Rocket back there. We're not, we're not doing that. And I'm like, I remember Darren McFadden, Felix Jones. They right. were returning kicks and punts and – it's a game changer. Well, What's your feelings on you that? You got to be a special dude to uh, be able to return punts. You know, when you return kicks, there's usually a twenty or thirty yard. Mm-hmm. You know, I got it on the goal line, and those guys are down around the thirty. You know, getting blocked. When you're a punt returner, them dudes are in your grill right now. You know, <laughs> and I mean that ball's coming down, and you've got to make that decision. Where my my philosophy on punt returners was a little bit different, and I say different. I wanted a cat that could catch it. Number one, I don't – I mean, I want the ball. We've stopped them. Let's get off the field. I want the ball caught. Um, then after that, it goes into return skills. The best returner that I had at UCA was Corey Cangelosi. You know, I mean, a four-seven guy, but he was going to catch it every time, and he averaged 10 yards a catch, and he was a safety force, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's not always your offensive skill players that are your, your best ones. But uh, my philosophy was, oh, they can be game changers, but I want the football. I want the football to be able to go play offense. Are you now. comfortable with youngsters out there, like a freshman, true freshman? Boy, make me awfully nervous. Because, okay. <laughs> I mean, a, is one of the first yeah, guys that yeah, comes to mind for me. make me awfully nervous. But, um, you know, again, if they proved it in camp under, you know, severe pressure, be good. And I want a guy that catches it, too. Not, not just catches it, but doesn't let it bounce. That's a yes. pet peeve, too. It bounces Absolutely. and rolls 15, 20 yards. Yeah. Like, it's called the old, catch it. the old hidden yardage. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Let's move on, Coach. We're uh, kind of getting tight on time here. But Arkansas State, you know, again, nowhere to go but up for Butch Jones in yeah. year two. Yeah, year two, you just don't know. Uh, Blackman, you hope, is is uh, the guy, you know, this year. And, and with all that confidence, he doesn't have Lane Hatcher there. and um, He's not looking over his shoulders. But uh, a lot of work to be done in Jonesboro. You know, I was kind of, I guess, looking through Hootons just from, what, 2009, 8, 10, somewhere in there till just a year or two ago. What a consistent football program. Bowl games, 7, 8, 9, 10 wins in a year. They've, they've, they've fallen off significantly. So this will be a big year to uh, get the program headed back in the right direction and get those that are supporting the program excited again about Red Wolf football. You see enough from Blackman last year to feel one way or the other? No. Coach Jones says he's taking huge steps forward. Yeah, so. that's the whole thing. We haven't seen that. And uh, – you know, again, this is probably his senior year, fourth, fifth year. Uh, he's got, you know, some experience there, experience at Florida State. This will be a big year for him. And yeah. then being able to utilize the weapons that are around him. Uh, I do think they've made some growth on the offense and defensive lines. And, and most leagues are line leagues. And so uh, that'll be a big first step for them. That's how they moved uh, Bennett to outside linebacker. Try to get okay. him some. Really? Yeah, so he's playing a little different position this year after playing, you know, on the line last year. So, um UCA said so you yep. just had a chance to visit with Coach Brown. I was at the scrimmage this weekend, and they've got some pieces. Interestingly enough, their most effective receiver the other day was Kit Denton, who isn't in the two deep. Yeah. Well, I've always said this at UCA, with the style of offense that we've all played for the last 20 years, you ought to be able to recruit some receivers, and, and that's held true here certainly recently. But uh, uh, Nathan's really high on his receiving core. Obviously, they lost Winningham, who's with uh, – Jaguars, maybe. He just got cut yesterday, but I'm sure oh, he's going to get it because he had a good camp. Yeah. He'll end up somewhere and, else. Uh, and, of course, Hudson. So, uh, But he's very excited. Uh, he, he did talk about a couple of his transfers, big body kids, 6'4 kids, yep. one from Minnesota, one from Colorado, who he's really excited about. Yep. And, of course, you still have Richmond and some other players. John David White's there. Um, you Gerard know, Barnes is back and hopefully Barnes healthy. Barnes is back, yeah. yeah so uh, 
he feels good about his offensive line. He feels like size-wise there. Of course, his defensive line picked up a transfer from SAU, Walker, I believe. Yep. Uh, of course, I'm a big Jessup fan, the kid from, from Wynn. So, uh, uh, corners, you know, maybe secondary depth a little bit he's concerned about. But, uh, you know, Ray's back at kicker and punter's back. So, uh, really excited about his quarterbacks. Um, really likes the look of the young man from uh, Northern Iowa. Um, he's a winner, you know. So, uh, a lot of big numbers in a big league early and then kind of got lost. So, uh, a tough schedule. Um a lot rides probably early in the year, beating Missouri State coming out the gate, knowing you got Ole Miss the next week. Um, so, um, but you know, the thing about Coach Brown that I love coaching him and working with him, he's just such the eternal optimist and and uh, very positive and uh, likes this team, thinks this team is hungrier than the team he probably had in the last year or two. So, uh, we'll see. This is this, this could be a you know, eight, nine win team, or it could be a five or six win team. You just don't know. You're right. Schedule's really hard the more I looked at it. You know, SFA's top 10. You've got Kennesaw State's t- sixth in the country. you got a top 20 Missouri State team coming in and with a whole bunch of talent, including their starting quarterback back, who was prolific last year. So, yeah, it is an, an a Ole very, Miss. An yeah. Ole Miss. An Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but that's obviously one you're not necessarily going into yeah. the season counting as a, as a, as a likely win. So, um, all right, let's move on quickly. Uh, Division two, we had a, a chance to talk to. Uh, I guess a couple of coaches already, yeah, yeah. but we're going to get uh, Coach, Coach Simmons, Simmons on, yeah, from Harding. Yeah, I, I, I think it goes through. I think it goes through Cersei. I mean, I, I, I'm just a big Paul Simmons fan, and what he's done with that program—they're tough, they're rugged, they run a unique offense. Uh, I think it runs through them. Uh, I tell you, the team that I think is going to be much improved—I'm a big Brad Smiley fan uh, down in Southern Arkansas. I saw his work when he was at Trinity Valley, recruited some of his kids, hired a couple of his coaches. He was at Northwestern State recently, but then coming back, uh, I, I think I think he's going to make some hay. Maybe not this year, but I think there'll be a vastly improved program. We'll talk a little high school, too, as we go on through the year. But uh, we do want to thank Farm Brothers Flying Service, Kitchen's Truck Sales over Mariana for the sponsorship of the Natural State Football Report. If you don't have to go anywhere, you can no, stick good. around. We can shoot the ball for a few minutes after the break. Yeah, talk a little high school football. Hey, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. All right, a little bonus time with Clint Conk. If you're just tuning in, Natural State Football Report. Again, brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service, Kitchens Truck Sales. And we talked, I think, about all the college teams. We didn't get a chance. We can uh, maybe a little Hendricks, too, at some point. But uh, high school football coach, it's upon us. Wes was talking about this earlier. I mean, we've got games tonight. So yeah. we're going all the way through the week. Yeah, I mean, and, of course, you know, the Salt Bowl is what dominates, particularly here in central Arkansas. But I think Prescott, maybe uh, Alma. Or Alma. Alma mm-hmm. this week, yeah. So Tonight, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, there's nothing better than Friday night football. It usually signals cooler weather, but hmm. I'm not so sure this time of year. But hopefully, as we get through it, uh, things will start to cool down. But yeah, I mean, you know, just looking through the different, there's a lot of reclassification this year. That's strange. Yeah, and and I do think it will affect a, a couple of divisions. But uh, you know, starting with the seven, everything runs through Bryant, sure. you know, and uh, the University of Bryant. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I just don't know if Bentonville or Conway. Conway had them on the ropes twice last year, on the ropes, dead to right, and couldn't finish the deal. Um, so, you know, I think Conway could be a challenger, obviously. They open up with Bentonville at home. That's a big 7A inter, you know, sectional game. But uh, I think everything still runs through Bryant. And, of course, my game of the week this week is P.A. and Joe T. Robinson, uh, in addition to the Salt Bowl. Um, but PA and Greenwood seem to be the odds-on favorites. I, I was glad to see my Little Rock Catholic uh, uh, Rockets get moved to 6A. Maybe they can be a little bit more competitive. Of course, my youngest son played it at, uh, at Catholic. Uh, 4A, 
I think a dark horse that moved up would be Harding Academy. I mean, they, all they do is uh, win. win. That's right. That's right. And so um, they're little. I'll tell you what, their yeah. quarterback that uh, is now at UCA was impressive in the scrimmage yeah. this weekend. I mean, they always produce you know really good quarterbacks, and their system allows for that. And they develop them starting in like the. I don't know, after they get out of diapers, I think, up there. but uh, They lost their quarterback. Yeah, I know. I he, know. But, uh, he's going to play baseball only. For, and he's a Razorback commit. Yeah. But uh, Owen Miller, yeah. uh, you may remember his older brother, was a really good running back. He's, uh, I think, a sophomore quarterback they're excited about. I, I, I think they could make some waves in 4A. Um, McGee moved up. McGee only plays eight games this year. I was looking at their schedule. They couldn't get anybody to play him this year. I mean, again, a very unique offense with the, you know, the option and the yeah. wing and that kind of thing. and. Uh, but they've only got eight games, but they've moved up, so they could be a factor there. Obviously, Warren, you know, is going to be Warren, Bo Emery in that group. 3A, my kind of dark horse there might be Newport. Uh, Hoxie, uh, Prescott, I mean, you know, obviously right at the top, but I, I think Newport could, could make a factor in that. And then 2A, you know, kind of really wide open, but I think maybe Hazen this year, this might be the, you know, year that they mm-hmm. finish it out. And, um, Again, I think that division, that, that conference is wide open. But, again, quality high school football. You know, they've gone through camp. Now they're back in school. I mean, it's uh, just an exciting time for football across the country. Some states have already started playing football, high school football, you know. And then, of course, Texas starts this week, too. So, it's just uh, it's, it's football season. It's time to get the ball out and roll. And let's go. Hootens uh, has tweeted this out. Prescott Bismarck. Thank you to <laughs> Melissa for uh, sharing that with us. Prescott Bismarck's at Warren World tonight. So, if you want to go oh, see nice. a game in Central oh, Arkansas, I knock did not out. know that. Oh, wow. Okay. Have to run by there and get a little uh, Prescott video. Yeah, they're pretty good, too. Yeah. I'm yeah. Van Buren, too. Good game tonight. Mm-hmm. Not over there, but generally. For that, for that region, it's a big game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, Coach, I appreciate you. Thanks to your sponsors, and we're looking forward to having a whole season. Next week, we'll have some games to recap. Make sure you watch all the good ones this weekend, Coach. you got Nebraska Northwestern in Ireland. In Ireland. And then we've got uh, – Is that early? Like an early morning game? I don't game? even know what to look at the t- well, kick it's, time. It's seven or eight hours difference, so you would think it'd be in Maybe the morning. Maybe a noon game here. Maybe noon and 7 o'clock over there. Yeah, and then uh, don't forget the barn burner over on the islands, Coach. You know, you remember the trip over there. We had a almost really memorable game over there, yeah. but it was a, it was a great performance. Luckily, he came back and beat Western Kentucky, but it's Hawaii hosting Vanderbilt, and Vanderbilt is the road favorite. That's how that's how good Hawaii is expected to be this year. Yeah, there you go. They've so. got a new coaching staff there. So uh, yeah, he went to uh, Washington State a couple years ago. And then I guess the new yeah, guy didn't last long. No, he didn't. Yeah, so <laughs> that happens. But anyway, good luck, Vanderbilt. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Coach, thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you bet. Uh, again, thanks to my sponsors, uh, Kitchens Truck Sales, Farm Brothers. Those guys are they're awesome. Look forward to next week.